So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and I have here with me, Giggles, Jane Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jane? I'm fantastic, Rick. How are you doing? Excellent. I'm singing, which is probably not advisable, but (laughs) there it is. But it is what it is. Oh, dear. Oh, dear? Yeah, apparently you can't hear it, so it's okay. That's good. <laughs> um, my computer froze, so I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> uh oh, frozen know, out of the okay. chat room and everything again. Yep, indeed. It is what You're it is. You're just not allowed to see in there anymore, I guess. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> it didn't used to be quite so common. No, but ever since I started that whole thing where they were um, censoring my words, I been freezing almost every show. Yeah, you can't hardly get in there to <laughs> notice they're censoring your language. Indeed. Indeed. I was kind of shocked to discover that. That's weird. We ought to experiment with that one time. Mark the show mature and see if we can type. I don't know if it makes a difference. Oh, yeah. Because there's show ratings, of course, that you can That's say, well, right. my show's going to be and uh, And you've got us rated PG-13 or something? We've had to go Odd like that? We've had to go... Oh, I think we're rated for G for everybody. E for everybody. Oh. Whatever their ratings are on Blog Talk. Oh. We might have to fix that. That might explain the censoring then. Because you drop the F-bomb now and again. I do. And so do I. I do. I, I have potty mouth. I don't want to be picking on anybody. And Well, <laughs> uh, Elohim was excited when... The, once Victoria, uh, Veronica went into channel, yeah. Elohim was all excited that they could say shit. Yes, well, I mean, we don't want to put limits on our show, you know. Right, right. Because um, that would but be I don't a really little bit think, boxy. You know, I don't really think that we do anything offensive, so, you know, it's never come up. <laughs> Except in the chat room. Yeah, well, you know. That won't let me type. Well, if one of the BTR monitor folks drops in the chat room that way, you know, see, they can't see any of that. It's got to be automated, though, no? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it is. Right? I'm sure it is. So it's really weird. But, have to make yeah, up you words. can set these things to do that. It, uh, you know, it just, see, three asterisks. That's not what I typed. <laughs> 
I bet it's not. <laughs> so, got tea? I got coffee. I do have tea. I do indeed. So it is. Um, I have two different kinds of tea, actually. I have a hot tea sitting in front of me, which is actually a fruit slash green tea, and then I have my iced fruit juice, quote unquote. Very exciting fruit juice made from tea. Ah. Yes. See, I discovered because I, I really, if if you want good quality fruit juice that's not full of sugar and preservatives and all that stuff, you pretty much have to squeeze it yourself. And I, I don't have a juicer. Um, but my birthday's coming up for anybody who's listening. <laughs> it is. But I did discover, I did discover that um, I do have these wonderful things in my cupboard called fruit teas and I have a crazy wide assortment of them which is really awesome because I discovered that if you brew fruit flavored teas and if you add a tablespoon of honey and this is like to a full jug that you would you know make normal jug of juice in um, brew a few bags of fruit tea in with hot water add a tablespoon of honey and then take the tea bags out after six to eight minutes let it chill Tastes just like fruit juice. Tastes like those those fruity, funny fruity drinks that the kids like to drink. Yeah, it's fantastic because, I mean, any box of tea, especially fruit-flavored teas, um, they always have such a, a great list of ingredients. You know exactly what you're getting. So you can purchase teas that, you know, only have ingredients that you want in them. And then you can put in as much sweetener as you want, and you can use natural sweetener like honey, and it still it tastes like fruit juice. I wish I had, you know, figured this out years ago because I'm pretty sure this is what I would have fed my kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm just looking at the ingredients in one of the in one of the teas that I use, and it's hibiscus flower, rose hips, orange peel, roasted chicory root. Lemon balm leaves, cinnamon bark, raspberry leaves, red poppy flowers, and yeah. So yeah. I mean, I don't see anything in there that's scary. Add in a bit of honey, and you're good to go. And I'm gonna try it next time the little one's at our house and see if she happens to notice that it's tea because it's it's caffeine free. Yeah. So they don't bounce off the walls. Yeah, and not and what, tons of sugar either, which. Again, the bouncing off the walls. Right, right, and I mean, it, not to mention what white sugar does for your body. It's really ooh, yes, yeah. and think about how much white sugar is in the juices that you buy on the shelves. It can be shocking. It can be. It I can saw be. one of those morning news shows years ago, and they did the thing with soda. And down here we have Sunny D, which looks and. Kinda tastes like orange juice, but it's uh, there's no juice in it. They actually have to put that on the label. Contains no juice. Um, but it's, it's, it's this juice. They call it a juice drink. Yeah, what it's juice really of what quite, if it's got no juice? It's really quite horrifying when you think about it because you you think if you're not paying attention, you think that you're giving your children juice. Um, and of course. Juice has always been known to be good for the body. But if you don't check the labels, a lot of 
times, I'm going to say nine times out of ten, I mean, you really have to check the labels, nine times out of ten, you're giving them sugar, water, and chemicals. Right. With a little bit of fruit added in. <laughs> I don't know for what, because they add in color, too. Um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of scary. Even when you get um, cranberry juice, Yeah. have to check the label, because the first ingredient in a lot of cranberry juices, shockingly enough, is grape juice. Right. So you have to pay attention. It, so I think if it's I, not, it's going to have a huge dose of sugar in it, probably. You know, yeah. Straight yeah. cranberry juice is really quite uh, an experience. It's not. It's got sugar in it because it's a fruit, but it's not so much the sweet, yummy thing. It's is pretty it, bitter and well tart. I'll say not yeah, bitter. Tart. I was going to say it's very very tart, um, which some people absolutely love, but kids. You know, they like their sweet things. So I'm just putting it out there. This is an alternative. And there's so many different flavors of fruit-flavored teas. Um, and again, check the labels and uh, make sure that what you're buying is caffeine-free and that it doesn't have anything funky in it that you don't want to give a young kid. And certainly if, if the child is young, young, you don't want to be doing this because, I mean, we don't. I don't know about you, but I don't know how little children react to things like chamomile and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, and, you want to, and want to be careful. The really young ones don't react well to honey at all. So, at all. So no yeah. honey below one, I think they say. And you I know, yeah, they say one, but I I went as far as two. We waited till she was two before we gave her honey, just yeah. just to be on the safe side. Um, but yeah, it's an alternative, especially um, for kids who you know, like the fake fruit juices. <laughs> and every parent out there knows what I'm talking about. You know, the the fruit cocktail juices that aren't really juice at all. It's very similar in flavor. So if your kid loves the fruit juice out of the, out of the juice boxes, this will work um, as a substitute, as a healthy substitute. Yeah. Because flavor is almost identical and no sugar in it at all. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. we were talking about that before the show, and we had to we had to get it on the air because that was really good stuff. <clears throat> Me. I mean, Zach says we should just get a good blender like the Ninja. We were just talking earlier today. You don't have a blender. I do not. Have and a again, blender. your birthday is coming up. It is July indeed. the fifth. It is indeed. Yes. Um. Yeah. No, I do not have a blender. I have a little hand blender thingy thingy um that i can use um but you would love to have a blender to make some of the stuff that you have in the mornings in oh yeah yogurt with fruit and instead of getting yogurt with the fruit on the bottom which is really kind of candy on the bottom so it, it, sometimes it depends on the brand of course but sometimes that fruit on the bottom is a little bit like that juice stuff you were talking about yeah i, I mean which is not to say that i don't eat the occasional crap because i do oh um, you do I, I definitely, you know, I I don't eat a total clean diet, and I'm not gonna point fingers to anybody who chooses to not eat a clean diet. It's 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 all, you know, your own personal choice. But I do like to be able to blend my own yogurts. I mean, if you buy plain yogurt, um, you can put anything in it, and it, you can change the flavor every every day. You know, add different fruit, add vanilla, add honey. Honey yeah. and plain yogurt is Honey and plain phenomenal. yogurt is pretty good. Yeah, and, it is good. Uh, so, 
we're going to have the nutrition show, but we're, we've, I think, bypassed the patient's test. <laughs> it was the angel test. <clears throat> but and an angel he is. Important, important topics, just, you know, and, and mother-to-mother hints. I love those, you know, because I do know mothers that, you know, look, they want this thing. They want this stuff. Well, here's good stuff, and it doesn't have the caffeine in it, you know. Yeah, and really, it's it's for kids. It's about the flavor. I mean, what they've gotten used to and what they've gotten comfortable with. Um, so, and this, like I said, it's it's very close in flavor to to the drinking boxes. So it's you know a win win. It's worth it can trying. go undercover, and mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like me when I wear the coat and tie. I always feel like I'm undercover in another mm-hmm. world. Absolutely. Mm. So, shall we introduce our guest for this evening? I think we shall. I think we shall. We have with us again uh, the wonderful and insightful Franco Di Nicola. Franco, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for uh, for the introduction. There It was quite uh, quite interesting listening to you guys uh, and talking about all these uh, beautiful other options we have in in the uh, world of consuming food and and drinks and so forth. So. It was uh, it was interesting to listen in and uh, wait for my cue, but uh, I look forward to was looking forward to this evening and uh, I'm pleased to to be on again and to uh, to play with you guys. We do oh. like having you here. Yes. Yes, I always learn something when you when you pop in. What was your What was your last reflections? Free flowing Franco. <laughs> Free flowing Franco. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that like that language thing, that no limits thing. It's a Makes it a fun sandbox to play in because we can play whatever. Exactly, exactly. Who said that we need to work within certain parameters, or that the fact that we're confined to you know a certain uh, protocol or a way of of playing or, or experiencing anything just because we've done it uh, so long and we've been repeating it with one another? Now it's first time uh, ever that you know we're starting to realize. Wait a minute. Who says it has to be limited this way? Who says that we need to, you know, all say the same thing or, you know, uh, stay within a certain confines when we're playing? I mean, the, the you know, we live in a universe that is uh, completely uh, pure potentiality. All of it is molding and shaping any which way we choose. Um, why do we need to limit ourselves to a certain reality or a certain way of living? I mean, here we are, we've created a, an infrastructure on the planet where, you know, we're all trying to look the same, feel the same, and, you know, fit in, in boxes. And there are multitudes of boxes depending on where, what cultures, what religious affiliation, where you're, you're brought up and who, um, who you've been pre- programmed under and so forth. But meanwhile, I mean, uh, you, we are not, that's not who we are. I mean, we are completely wide open to play whatever we choose. So no matter... What we started off with, that is just the entry point. Everything else, I mean, we're, we're free to do whatever we choose. And this is the realization that we're coming to now. And, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's amazing because for the first time uh, in a long time, and I know there are many other souls that have, uh, or people that have already realized this some time ago, but for the first time, more and more people are realizing, wait a minute, you know, it doesn't need to be this way. We can really now change things so that we do not need to adhere to anything uh, the way that we've been adhering to up to this point. Absolutely. It's like going back to our childhood, but doing it as 
as adults doing it consciously. I think that really if you pay attention to little kids, they get it. I mean, they certainly don't, um, they don't color inside the lines. They don't put limits on their imagination. And it's, it's interesting to see us, you know, open up to that concept as being an actual reality in our crazy grown-up world that we don't have to put limits on our imagination. Absolutely not. And it's interesting because uh, the talk I did last night, on uh, I did a webinar last night, or actually it was just a talk over, over the Internet, and it was about uh, creativity and imagination and how you know we all start off being quite creative and quite imaginative, but somehow down the line, you know, as children, because of the molding and shaping that we go through, uh, we have this tendency to have it kind of uh, dumbed down, tuned right down to us where, you know, when we grow up, all of a sudden it seems like the only imagination we have is to be within the lines and the lines that somebody or somewhere along the way we've adopted as the way it needs to be and we don't uh, we don't uh, step outside of that. But, you know, the, the child comes along and, and to them, like you said, they get it. They, they're, they're not questioning in the sense, you know, well, how should I do it or anything like that? They just let their imagination go wild, and and they just create whatever it is, and and it never ending. I mean, it's it's that. But then, you know, they get uh, involved with uh, the educational system. They get involved with uh, being taught by their parents and and the people around them, and all the different. And then they're they are continuously uh, reinforced over and over again that you can't be a free spirit. You cannot use your imagination and creativity unless it's in within these certain confines or within these certain parameters that, you know, we've adopted as a way of life. And, uh, you know, how many parents get also concerned along the way that, uh, you know, their child has to get a good education and able to follow uh, what is the status quo or else they're never, never going to make it or anything of that nature. Meanwhile, a child wants to be playful, but, you know, an adult is the same state, but then they stop questioning, they stop looking any further because they say, okay, this is life, the, you know, we, we are not free. But in actual fact, that's just an illusion, an illusion that we keep, you know, uh, sharing with one another. Meanwhile, you know, we have the full freedom to, to create that imagination. Specifically now, I mean, one of the key things that uh, we were looking at is the fact that right now we're going through a major transformation on our planet. And uh, not only in transformation with the planet itself, but every single person on the planet, our whole consciousness is going through a shift. And how much more powerful and key it is now to really use our creativity and imagination outside of the lines, outside of the boxes. Because as long as we are in that state where we are re, um, you know, utilizing uh, what we've experienced thus far or what we've adopted as our world uh, view or our way of uh, deciphering and, de and defining our world life, uh, that we're never going to be able to change. So right now, it's like we have a situation, we have a certain uh, challenge or anything of that nature, and now we've got to go in and not look at it and say, okay, we have to look at it the same way we looked at it before, with the same eyes, with the same limitations. But no, to look at it and say, okay, great, let's take a look at this right now with no barriers here. How can we change this reality? How can we change this experience so that not only is it just for 
you know, a temporary measure for one another or for individual basis, but how can we change it in such a fashion that we create a freedom of playfulness and openness for every single soul on the planet? And we're not no longer confined by, oh, we need to have money, we need to have this, we need to have that, or there's, you know, how could you change this way or that way, or that there's too many people going one direction when we are opening in the other, going, trying, opening up ourselves to go the other direction. It has nothing to do with that. It's to take all that down and say, okay, great, we're free, open. And you've seen people, you know, they get together in uh, sometimes uh, in um, the gatherings and so forth, and, and I've experienced many of that because I've held quite a few of them. But, you know, we get gatherings and we say, okay, there's no borders, like your show. I mean, we go in and we say, okay, there's no borders, there's no uh, restrictions of what we can play with tonight. And that's really explored. That's really open up in such a fashion that, you know, there is nothing that is crazy. Let's take a look at it for what it is. And what it is is always expanding and changing anyway. So let's take a look at it that way. You know, uh, you can go on, on any particular show like yourselves and, and say, okay, we can only talk about this, 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 and this. And what we've done, we've just now confined to stay within a certain parameter and you're not using the creativity. And, and how better can we, you know, open up than just say, okay, we're just fully open, nothing's crazy, let's take a look at whatever's there. And from there... You, you open up and you become more creative, more in, in, um, you know, imaginative and so forth. And this, this is what we need now is, is lots of creativity and imagination, which we all have. It's our natural state. We all came in with it. It was never, it was never an issue that you know, we had to go learn how to be creative. Uh, we had to learn how to be imaginative. I mean, as children, we were completely imaginative. I mean, we had imaginary everything. You probably have seen kids, you know, they sit down and they start to uh, create things, um, you know, even even have conversation with other aspects of themselves and so forth when they're not even there on the physical form. Because they can use their imagination and create a dialogue and create uh, things, you know. How many times do you kids say, oh, I want to do this, this, and this, and, and somebody's saying, well, that's impossible. To them, nothing is impossible. It's like, well, I can think of it. I mean, uh, it's in my mind. I can I can do it. And in actual fact, that is true because, I mean, our planet is created from our collective consciousness, our collective way of looking at the world. And uh, if, all, if we started to all shift in our way of seeing things and the way we, 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 we uh, look at uh, what we have here and start to create a different reality, the whole thing would change. There's no, no barriers whatsoever. You know, I hear sometimes people say, well, you know, it's going to take lots of money and so forth. Who says so? Who says we even have to use that as a, as a measure or even a, 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 a tool or a vehicle of some sort for us to make a change? You know, it's funny because I, I was listening to some people in a conversation a little while ago, and they were talking about, you know, we need to change this and this and this. And, you know, how are we going to you know, get investors in that are, you know, wild enough or, uh, you know, uh, risky enough, that's the word they, the word they use, risky enough to, to, um, to invest in for us to come up with alternative energy or alternative ways of uh, doing things. And I'm looking at it, why are we going back to this whole concept of money? Why are we all going back and saying, well, if we can get the investors, we can take the steps. I mean, how about just taking the steps? Let's see how we can do it. Let's come together and say, let's do it. That's it. Everybody puts whatever uh, their resources are in, in creativity and ability and you know, bring whatever we need to the table and let's start doing it. 
Why should we turn around and say, well, you know, we need to get uh, investors that have to make a certain profit because as long as we're doing that, then we're again limiting ourselves. So that's just another ex uh, a tiny bit of an example there. But we are in a state where we have pure potentiality and we can change anything and everything around us. And that's what we're choosing to do. I mean, there's nothing wrong with what we've created in our world. However, we've created such limits, which is great to have experienced that and to see that, you know, we can get easily caught up in a, a reality where, you know, we're not free. But now we're saying, well, great. Now we've gone there, done that. We know how it feels. We now want to play with something bigger, grander. That's really use who we truly are to our fullest potential. That's take what we innate are, which is creative beings, and that's expand that to a point where we're not going to police each other. We're not going to control each other. We're not going to remind each other that you know we're limited or anything of that nature. Let's take all the borders down and let's play. Let's create a whole completely new reality. Because this, the planet is a schoolyard and a playground, but we are in charge of it. So let's go all out. Let's go play. Let's create in a way where we have no limits. Outside the lines. Why does it even have to have lines? You know, <laughs> get it that way. Why? Right. Why can't we just take a blank sheet of paper and our colors and color? What we want to color. Why we got to start with lines? Exactly. Uh, it's interesting you say that because that blank sheet of paper was uh, was an analogy I used with uh, with uh, a group that I spoke back a while back, and I said, you know, the education system. The way the education system would work in the most expansive way is to sit together and say, you know, students walking into a class and say, okay, this is what we've discovered thus far. And even at that point, we would bring everything to the table, meaning we would show we would not restrict education in a way. We would allow all the newest discoveries to be available, but then walk into the, the classroom and say, okay, this is what we've discovered so far now. Let's take our imagination, let's take our creativity, and let's go from there. There is no limits here. It's not about memorizing. It's not about, you know, all taking in the same information, regardless if it's archaic or not. It's not about that. It's about this is what we've discovered thus far. This is what we have the opportunity to, to start off as a, as, a, as a basis. But do not use this as your foundation. Just look at it and say, okay, now let's go further than that. Let's use our creativity. Let's have no limits whatsoever. And if you do that, you see amazing things that come up because people do come up with ideas, but then everybody says, oh, we can't do it, or you know, that this is not going to be acceptable, or anything of that nature. And then, of course, what happens is, oh, okay, well, you know, I better stay within the box here, within what the, uh, the structure says so. But that's not the case. That is not our natural state. It has never been our natural state. Our natural state is always growing, always expanding, always self-discovery and that self-discovery doesn't end because we are beings that are, are constantly constantly achieving higher levels not only of consciousness of but of beingness and this is a, because we're all part of source we are that is our natural state you know we're never created to be st uh, stagnant in any way or limited in any way and we didn't come onto this planet to, to come here and say, okay, this is the only picture there is, and we come here, and this is all we do. 
No, we are very powerful beings in, in even in this physicality, and the planet itself is just a, an amazing, an amazing playground for us. And it's one of the most expansive playgrounds in comparison to many other playgrounds. You know, yes, other planets may have different states of consciousness, and they may have more technical advancements. They may have less limitation. In some cases, they have different types of limitations. But, you know, the limitations that we're playing with here has all been made up. Everything is made up, and we don't, they're not real. They never were, and we just take that out of the way, and you see what we can achieve and what we can play with. And it's not about, you know, material gain or, or you know, bringing the ego or anything of that nature. It is use, really using who we truly are and to create a, a beautiful playground that is so expansive and so uh, designed to, to flourish and to ignite our our actual, actual beingness that we are so that we can experience. Because here we are, we are beings that have come onto the planet to experience a human experience. But at this point in time, we didn't come here to confine ourselves in that because our physicalities, our mind, and our uh, the energy that we play with is so much more than we are experiencing at this time. And this is what we're choosing to do. Go into that grand expansiveness so that we can experience it fully. You know, you were you were talking earlier about the been there, done that. Uh, maybe we need to get everybody a T-shirt. You know, <laughs> I survived the deep limitation experiment. Then they can say, been there, done that, got the T-shirt, and move on. Because it really is. It's, it's a fascinating game. All these limitations and, you know, you only use 10% of your mind. No, you use 100% of your mind to make it look like you only use 10. <laughs> it, it, it's always there. It's always been there. But we kind of put rules on the game. That's why I think maybe we're ready to be done with that rules on the game thing. And certainly this notion that there is some great referee in the sky up there judging everything we do. That's like the teacher in the schoolyard telling you you can't do this and you can't do that, right? We don't need any of that. And why would the expansiveness of all that is feel that way anyway? I can't understand that. How people, I just can't understand sometimes how people see that that way. Well, they see it because we wanted to see it that way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the step to the next step, right? So it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just what we were doing. Yeah. Because that was fun and it got us ready to do what we're doing now. And this is going to get us ready to do what we're going to do later. So it's right. just a it's just a progression. Um, we certainly couldn't have the opportunity to wake up and play without limit, limits if we had never experienced limits. Right. Almost like a little kid that kind of enjoys holding their breath because it's really satisfying to take that next breath after you've been holding your breath. <laughs> it's a fun game sometimes when you're really bored, you know. And how long can we hold our breath, and how uh, how extensively can we hold that breath so that uh, in some way we can have the most intensity uh, for the next the next breath when you do take it, you know? So, yeah. But interesting enough, like you said, like the referee or something of like that uh, being in place, 
or the the teacher in the schoolyard and so forth and saying, well, this has to be. In actual fact, in truth, it's like the the teachers coming out and and coming out uh, into this playground and saying, well, guys, go out and play, do it, have fun with all of this. You you know, the whole playground is for you to play. So go out and play. Why are you all hanging out, hovering in this corner here? You know, telling stories about what it could possibly be or the fact that it's, you know, we can only play with this game or that game. In actual fact, we have it reversed, which is fine. You know, that was part of the experience. But it's the other way around is we came here to play fully, completely, no throttle, you know, controls at all. I mean, it's like full out. Let's go and play. So let's take everything down that that has limited us. And as much as like you were saying that we've agreed to be here to experience that to some degree, but we've outgrown it. Like you've been, we've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, like you said, it's now really, you know, at the soul level who we truly are saying, you know, we keep reincarnating. We keep coming back to this earth plane. We have the same limitations over and over again. And it's time for us now to step the thing up. We like this human physicality. We like the, 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 what we came here to play with, but we no longer have to play in the same way we were playing before. Right. It's time to play a new game. Make up a new yeah. game. Exactly. You know. And the beautiful part, it's all made up anyway. So yeah. we're so free. Make up a new one. That is the way that you think it would be grand because... You won't be the only one that thinks that's grand, probably. Some others will come and play with you. But the cool thing is you get to have your reality. Exactly. And, and, and I, I guess you get to have your cake and, and know that you have it at the same time. I don't know. It's It's hard to explain in a physical way, but... And, of course, there's some that I've come across in my uh, in my days that are sort of waking up and they're just like, I don't have no clue what I want. You know, when you've been really kind of all the way asleep, you you are very close there too. Nobody's all the way asleep. It wouldn't exist. But uh, they're sort of like, I don't have a clue. I've never really thought about what I want. It's always been what other people want me to do so that they'll let me live. <laughs> So it can be a really, I suppose, startling experience. I don't want to say fearful, but it can be a bit startling sometimes. Well, well yeah, it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like the kid who um, has lived at home all his life with his parents and has had to live by by the house rules, and then all of a sudden he's thrown into college and he's living in a dorm, and holy crap, you know. There's all these other people, um, and they don't I've, know the rules. Yeah, and they don't know the rules either. Um, I've, I've lived with, with roommates who um, were totally taken care of all their lives by their parents and then suddenly thrown into a house with, you know, five other girls, all teenagers, and no house boss, nobody to tell you when to eat or how to do your laundry or nobody to do your laundry, you know, stuff like that. And it's, I think that's kind of what it's like for people is that it's suddenly they're out, dare I say, in the real world going, ah, where's mom and dad, you know? Um, and, and I think it, it's really the same feeling. And that's a great metaphor because, 
we sort of all know that we got over that. We got past that. Yeah, man. You know what? The girl in college who burnt the water when she tried to make spaghetti is now a school teacher and one of the best moms um, that that I personally know. And I'm honored to be to be her friend and to watch her raise her son. Uh, so, you know, I mean, everybody, everybody grows through experience. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter what you don't know today. Just, I mean, she she didn't know how to cook, but she cooked anyways. And by the end of the year, she could cook some pretty mean food. I mean, I think the future of education lies in teaching our children how to make good mistakes. In other words, how to try something and when it doesn't quite go right, be able to look at it and see what comes next instead of look for what was wrong in it. That's the wrong thing to do. It's the wrong thing to look at. Yeah, I mean, it's looking at something that didn't quite work out, cocking your head and going, what did I do wrong? Um, is is just not not a productive way to look at that. I mean, if it didn't work out, it's more beneficial, really, to look at it and go, hmm. Yeah. What can I, I try next? I was really so lucky with different? some of the science teachers that I had. Science was a good thing for me in that department because it, you know, like chemistry would do something and, and it would have an unexpected result, or at least for us, for, he hadn't told us, he probably knew, but he'd be like, ooh, that's cool. What can we do with that? And so it was never a, with him, a, 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 it was never, you put the wrong thing in the wrong thing and, you know. He told us if we had anything that mixing it together would blow up and usually didn't let us have it. So, you know. <laughs> what you do with kids do not give the explosives to the children or tell them to take it outside i had a science teacher who would do that yeah you can't mix those in here take them outside by the river <laughs> you know be careful keep don't your track shoes on yeah don't <clears throat> blow your fingers off um but you learn a lot and when... so everybody should just take those examples everybody had a first job Felt pretty uncomfortable, probably. It did for me. You know, man, I got a boss looking at me. I don't know him. I don't know what he thinks. You know, by then you've kind of figured out your parents. Or at least I had, you know. Uh, unless you were like the rest of the world who had to go work when they were still living at home. <laughs> I, I had to go work when I was still living at home. Dad, Dad didn't play that. Dad didn't play that. No, that's true. Your dad's different. My dad my dad was he came from a very, very tiny town in Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. Um anyway, we we're not gonna go into dad. It's no, we're not gonna go into Father's dad. Day is past. Break time. Yeah, we'll take a break and yeah. um then I'd love to hear about uh, some of these meetings and seminars and, and, and things that you've been having going on because you've been having some exciting stuff going on, right, Franco? Oh, always exciting. Absolutely. Uh, always exciting. That's cool. That's we'll what it's all about. We'll it's get a report the on the play. Mm -hmm. uh, now I have to make the control panel work. It's always <laughs> like uh, we're having this expansive discussion, and then I have to look at something and push buttons. And then I have to bring you back to... Yeah. So we'll Sorry. have Sorry a little uh, station break and uh, and some Jordan Okren. A little bit of music. 
Muzak. Bottled up. And, uh, you know, so we'll take five. Everybody should fill your drink. Yeah, 539, really, it says. That's provided I'm not, when we come back, on mute, which happens sometimes. And then we'll meet you back here. And if anybody has um, questions for Franco, because we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the some of the gatherings that he's been having. But if you do happen to have questions for Franco, the number is eight zero five two four three one three one eight. You can call in and talk to Franco and ask him whatever your little heart desires to ask. There are no limits. Absolutely. And there's a Skype button on the page where you're looking at the chat room. If you just scroll up towards the top, you'll see that phone number, and right next to it's a tiny little Skype logo. And you click that and it'll dial you in. So uh, please do call in, punch one, raise your hand, uh, because we love questions. Questions are what it's all about, huh? Absolutely. 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 What was that? Now for a word from our sponsors. (laughs) We'll be right back. back. Stay with us. And now, a word from our sponsors. All things are ruled and shaped by patterns. Every moment is filled with symbolism and synchronicity. Understanding the symbols that shape our lives can provide us with guidance and a greater sense of freedom as we gain the ability to navigate the subconscious. Mama Webb draws on 16 years of research into world mythology, theology, symbols, tarot, archetypes, and natural healing, combining that knowledge with intuition, personal experiences, and witnessing, journeying, supporting over 700-plus clients on their paths to peace. Mama Webb is able to provide unique insight into the forces that guide our lives and shape our worldviews. You can find Mama at mamaweb.com or call 1-855-WEBD. The life of a creator can be challenging without the support of a loving family. When your inner child calls, will you have the courage to answer? If you're looking for a safe place to play in the artistic energy of life, a place where you can be embraced for all the beauty that you naturally hold within, then the inner child family is the perfect place for you. A safe haven for artists, poets, and musicians, this uniquely accepting group of individuals is waiting to welcome you with open arms. Be it support that you seek, publishing assistance, or just a fun, friendly place to hang your virtual hat, you found a second home in Inner Child. Go home to IamInnerChild.com. Are you looking for answers, clarity, and relief? Are you seeking resolution to the issues in your life that are leaving you feeling confused, upset, and out of control? Are you experiencing the same situation over and over again? Are you ready to move forward and let go of what no longer works? Or is your mission to bridge the gap between human and animal, allowing for the relationship between you and your companion to deepen and flourish? With the help of the gentle guiding hand of Akashic visionary and animal communicator, Inez Martin, you can find the answers that you are looking for. Open your heart to the possibilities by visiting Inez at visionarylifeconsultant.com. And now for some irregularly scheduled music.
Jordan Okren, who is off at Berkeley School of Music, having a blast, I'm sure. Uh, I think there was even a video of him up once since then. But there's his link to his website. Y'all go check him out. He's got some great tunes. Uh, and we'll have some more later. From someone. Okay. I couldn't resist. Sorry. Feel better? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So you actually had an exciting gathering last weekend, didn't you? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, Last weekend, we got to play with some things that were coming up for people. Uh, I mean, with all the changes that are going on and and there's a lot of uh, uncertainties and so forth, uh, what's happening is a a lot of people are coming up with uh, personal challenges. And uh, so we did a seminar on overcoming personal challenges. And uh, the, the seminar itself was kind of uh, a combination where, you know, there was, uh, we had, of course, the entry aspect of it. We had a, a, a bit of a meditation to quieten the mind and really get into that moment into, into sync. And uh, then we shared really uh, some uh, mind-opening uh, ways of looking at things because, 
you know, a lot of times we're looking at challenges as something uh, that, you know, is there to take us down or, you know, that we need to fight with or that, you know, it's uh, it's uh, taking out of, uh, out of a state that we really don't want to have. And we get caught up in these personal challenges where everything else gets shut down. It's not only our creativity, but also shutting down in, in a way of experiencing because we start to resist. So what we had talked about, I mean, the whole thing was there, instead of looking at overcoming personal challenges, the truth is about embracing personal opportunities. Because in actual fact, all challenges that come into our lives, what we have deemed and perceived as challenges, are opportunities for us to expand, to grow, to make changes within ourselves. See, uh, what seems to be such a challenge for us is the fact that we have certain circumstances that come into our life which is not quite flowing a certain way. And because it's not going the way we want it, we see it as something difficult, something horrible, something that you know we need to feel bad about. But in actual fact, it is, you know, a challenge in itself not only is giving us the capability to, to experience certain things coming up uh, around us, but it also helps us look at some of the things that run our life. Because in actual fact, we are run by programs. We are run by our own conditioning. So that in, when, whenever we're experiencing something, something comes up, we are kind of an automatic pilot where, you know, we have a, a, a response mechanism and we all seem to have attached into, and when I say all, I'm not saying every single soul, uh, but the majority have followed through what we were talking about earlier, you know, going into a certain modality or a, a box and this is what my life is. And we create this whole idea of what an ideal life is about. And or how things should unfold based on you know on, on our our careers and in our personal life with relationships with you know monetary and whatever else any anything that's in it's in our life uh, with uh, with uh, our journey that it should look a certain way. So once that shifts where it's not going exactly the way we want it, we see it as a challenge and we start to resist it. We start to look at something as uh, something is wrong, but you know, and then we have to go in and fix it. But what are we fixing? We're basically, you know, when we need to look at it, we need to look at these challenges and say, okay, what is these challenges about? What is it bringing up in me? What is it showing me? What is the message behind it? Because it is just for that. And we're looking at it and we're now looking at an opportunity to take a really for the first time, really take Maybe first time we've had many opportunities, but for the first time we're actually looking at it even more intensely. Wait a minute, how am I running my life? What is dictating my direction? Like we said, we, we want to create change. We want to step forward and beyond all our limits that we've experienced thus far. And how can we see our limits until we start to have certain circumstances coming into our life that pushes us right against that limit and we start to see it and start looking at that limit and say, oh, look at what's here. All of a sudden, I have created a reality and now because I don't match that reality, I feel bad or I don't feel good about this. But in actual fact, I, I see that, oh, well, great, I've put a limit here. I've adopted a way of life that now is being challenged even further. So with the shift that we're going through, with the shift in consciousness, going into a new cycle on the planet, for us to 
to create a whole new reality and also for us to transform our human experience and transform our playground and everything that we've created as a structure in the playground, we need to step outside of everything that we've created as a reality, everything that we've created as the way it is. Now, that is also starts at a personal level. At a personal level, we have created a certain ideal of what life is about even though it may have not been natural in the sense where, you know, like we were talking about children being completely imaginative, playful, and so forth, that we've created rigidity within our life and that we've created our own personal rules. Now, some of the, of course, a lot of the rules we've adopted from others that have played the rules, being in the family dynamics or educational aspects or, you know, playing and interacting with others around us, we've created these rules, these these confines and so forth, and we've adopted as a reality. But in actual fact, you know, these realities were just something that we've taken on temporarily. But now we're being pushed to the fact is, let me take a look at all these things that are coming up in myself. And, you know, you know we've talked about people pushing buttons and so forth. I mean, what is a button? It is basically someone coming in and, in a way, uh, bringing to light a limit, bringing to light a certain uh, parameter of that we've adopted as a way of life or a certain automatic response. For example, somebody comes into your life and they push your buttons and now you're angry uh, because of the fact. Now, the angry part, of course, is an emotional reaction. But what caused the emotional reaction? What story we reattached to that got pushed? Meaning, you know, we, we, somebody says to us, you know, uh, or you're in a conversation and somebody says to you, you know, you make a lot of mistakes and things of that nature. And all of a sudden, you know, we, we get into a rage and we get angry. Was it just because they said you make a lot of mistakes or that you, you made a mistake this one time? It's about the fact that we've adopted an idea that in some way that we failed so many times so that we, we, we have created this idea that, you know, we can't just get it a, a certain way. So we're a failure with this or that. And, you know, we've had a lot of reminders or a lot of uh, in pro, uh, programming along, the time, uh, along our life that we've created to adopt that. So what's been activated was something that we've atta uh, attached to ourselves and defined ourselves with so that in, in actual fact, the moment somebody has said that, they just triggered on something that you have experienced or anyone has experienced through their life and that have adopted as something that they were very uh, um, sensitive to. But the reason that's coming up right now is for us to first experience it and see how it's actually controlled our life. But at that point is also to look at it and say, do I really need this limitation? Do I need to still hold on to this story that I've uh, adopted this far? I mean, and, and you know, you, you mentioned before mistakes. I mean, there is no such thing as mistakes. I mean, we, we are here to experience life. And if, everything that we do is an experience. And, you know, like, for example, when we're talking about making more mistakes, we're basically really it's giving us opportunities to experiment. And that's what it's about. Like even in the lab, it's not about, you know, putting two things together and making a mistake because it had a certain violent reaction or some other form of reaction or turn into some goop of some sort. You know, we're there to experiment. We're there to play. We're there to see if we do this and this, what is the outcome? And that's from that outcome, maybe we can use that outcome for something else or we could see, okay, great, now that, that combination doesn't work. But unless we take the steps to, to do that, 
we really never step outside of what you know we've adopted as way of life is. So in our whole life, and this becomes a big factor for us, and this is how we, we get into caught up in the challenges. We have a we have a belief system that along our life that you know the choices we've made and the directions that we've taken and the ways that we looked at are you know can be a mistake. You know, in actual fact, nothing is really a mistake. Is that we've taken ourselves and made certain specific choices that has specific outcomes, and through these outcomes, you give us the opportunity to learn from it. For example, like in the lab, you know, we've mixed a couple of things, and we see that something didn't quite work out, uh, you know, with the expected or intended, re, uh, you know, uh, reaction, or in this case, an intended result. But was that? you know, uh, an opportunity to, to, to say, well, you know, we made a mistake. You know, even the one, uh, you know, people that are, are great inventors, you know, they, they've tried so many different things, experimented with various uh, amounts of, uh, of trial uh, and putting things together, and they had a, a mixed bag of results. But, you know, none of the results may have, at the, at the beginning, come out to the uh, um, intended outcome However, but they did discover different ways to to put things together and say, well, okay, this this created this result, this created that result. Okay, well, maybe we could use that one day. Maybe not right now because we were expecting or desiring to to have a different outcome. But the thing is, you're not going to see. Well, we we made 200 mistakes before we finally found a solution. No, we've experimented with 200 different options, and each one had educated us, prepared us to see. Okay. Well, that's one avenue that doesn't quite give us the result that we want, or in this particular case, the results that we are trying to achieve. So let's keep experiment. Let's keep putting things together until we get what we are looking for. But then even when we get there, we're not going to even stop there. We're going to say, okay, great. Now that we've gotten this, we can start utilizing it. But that's how, how can we improve it now? How can we, you know, just continue to experiment, continue to play, continue to see what else we can come up with while we're in this 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 level of play? So this is what we're doing in our life. I mean, our life, each moment, we make specific choices that have certain paths that have certain outcomes. Yes, we are a multitude of probabilities and that we are pure potentiality and that we're here to play and we're here to experiment in a sense of discovering who we are, you know, because our purpose here, and we've talked about it before, I mean, it's here to experience life in a human form on a, a planet that is designed the way it is. But we are here to not only experience through it, we are here to learn from it, self-discover ourselves, and to become more enlightened, a grander aspect than we ever were from the beginning. We don't come here just to forget and then remember and move on and say, okay, well, I forgot and I played, I remembered. No, because the moment you forget, you come here and you, you come here to experience life. You learn from that experience. You become experientially rich. You're expanding your consciousness. You're span, expanding your capability and creativity. So you're never going to be the same. And that's what we're doing. And But we've adopted this idea that in some way, you know, we made mistakes. We made Poor choices, you know, you know, and the and thing that is, those aren't good, that they're yeah. bad. <laughs> Who's, exactly. Bad. Who said what? We're going to have to make bad one of those words like guru and just throw it off the planet. It's just ridiculous. Um, but it, I mean, you look at some of the great innovators 
Many of them had difficulty with the formal schooling system. Well, you know what? Here, here's one that not many people know, um, and that's, I, I'm just sitting here quietly listening to Franco. But I went, I went to school for mechanics at one point, and one of the things that they teach you um, in mechanics school, oddly enough, is that sometimes you have to make some mistakes. Did you know that um, the tire rubber that we all use, that you know, is is known the world over for for being the reason that we can have this massive capability for transportation was a total accident. Mm-hmm. Oops. Yeah. Not like penicillin. It was Oops. it was totally an accident. Um the, they were trying to make something else. They were trying to make rubber for something else and then they made this this rubber that could be used and was resilient to temperature and, and resilient to wear and went Eureka. Um, and that's, that's, you know, that's the stuff we should be teaching our kids in school. Yeah. The, the, the adhesive for post-it notes originally, that I was think for 3M. it was from a division uh, that was trying to make super glue. They're trying to make a new super glue. You know, hold anything. And they came up with this stuff that would barely do anything. And they kept it around to kind of play with it and laugh at it. And somebody else that saw it went, hmm, and literally just started putting it on pieces of paper of their own to stick on people's doors. And somebody else saw that and was like, we can sell that. So it was like a mistake combined with a... Ah, well, I'll I'll just use what they made so it doesn't go to waste to changing the way everybody communicated for a long time. You know, now we send text, but... And the interesting thing about about that is is that, you know, I mean, we accept this from our creators. We accept this from our inventors. And we take it as par for the course. That's part of the whole scientific exploration of the world. Why then is it so difficult for us as individuals to accept it in our own lives and and especially as parents because this is this is the kicker is that it's it's it starts with the parenting really um we can't accept it in our children why why is it so difficult to embrace that idea of exploration in your in your everyday life i Right through well, everything from baking a cake to the strangers that you meet to the lovers that you have and let go of. I mean, every single experience is an opportunity for growth and expansion. So why why can't we embrace that idea? Yeah. Why can't we just start, you know, with question everything and stop there are things that we have learned so far that might be good to teach people, but only if they're interested in it, only if they find it fascinating, interesting, exciting, whatever. Uh, otherwise, you're just teaching them how it can't be done. That's the way education sort of comes across, is this is the way you do this. Well, that's teaching that the, in the infinite other ways that you could arrive at that are wrong. Somehow, you know, and 
it is amazing what can happen when you just let somebody run with their passion and their interest. You know, what if they had taken Thomas Edison, and, who did not do well in school, and instead put him on Ritalin uh, uh, to get him to conform? Well, he'd probably been a really good factory worker. Exactly. Tesla. If we had medicated Tesla. You know, well, not I even mean, medication. How many of them, by the time they get through school, you know? I think it was Einstein said, it's amazing that anybody's got any imagination left after they get through school. <laughs> Einstein said a lot. <laughs> Einstein said a lot of things that were a bit disruptive. Well, yeah. school is not about... School is not about imagination and creativity. It's it's about conformity, like you were saying. I mean, and and any any child that uh, resists that form of conformity, or or abide to uh, what is uh, is deemed as what we need to learn and how we need to to function and the mannerisms and so forth that are involved in that, uh, automatically, you know, there, there's something wrong with them, and they they're not allowed to uh, to to be themselves in that that level. So you're basically now programming the the actual creativity, the imagination out of a child. So yes, I mean some of the greatest uh, discoverers and uh, inventors, uh, they basically couldn't conform, and it was just like, no, I'm not going to be part of this, and I'm not. Uh, here to do that, but then at that time, at that point, they would did not get dimmed down, so that they started to use their creativity, their imagination, their capability of seeing outside of what, because they didn't have so many boxes so uh, reinforced and 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 uh, created around them, so that they you know they would they wouldn't question any longer. But um, you know, and and today, I mean, there are more and more children coming onto the planet that are with their eyes a lot more wide open and they're in a sense in that regards can see the system they can they can feel what it provides for them and they're not you know opting into it you know they're saying no i'm not interested in this this does not feel good to me and i really want to uh, experience because they're they're coming in to experience a lot more freedom a lot more openness a lot more creativity and a life of ease a life of flow not because they're lazy or anything like that. A life where we're we're not, you know, taken in and all uh, molded to be robots in a factory or or you know even pushing pieces of paper or even being somebody, uh, you know, what with a with a career professional that uh, profession that has been honored, you know, uh, even going into a legal system or medical system or anything of that nature. Uh, it's not even going in, the, in the, that direction because it's the same thing, and it's just basically getting caught up in in, a, in a, an infrastructure that you know we've deemed as the way it is. But uh, it's not. I mean, this is this is the thing: is uh, you, stepping out of all of that where you're you're not choosing to to be part of that. So the thing about the, the, the going back into the, the the opportunity of saying, well, we made mistakes. I mean, all we've, we're doing is we're embracing the opportunity to experiment, to play, to create opportunities for us to see what else there is beyond what we've discovered, beyond what we've adopted as a way of life and uh, going that way. And so right now, I mean, with everything that's unfolding, it's it's basically allowing us to really, for the first time, question everything. And this, I mean, I'm sure you've, you've noticed that 
over the years, you know, things have started to open up, but in the last couple of years and even the last several months, I mean, it's like the lid is opening up every direction because there's a new level of consciousness being shared by everybody. And all of a sudden, everything that was deemed, you know, uh, behind the scenes are coming to the surface. So people are questioning, inquiring, and, and uh, are being much more open. And I'm not saying as a mass, but in larger volumes than ever before, are questioning things and are much more open to take a look at things in a different way. However, we need to go even further in, in that and, and, and not get caught up in bashing what was already there and judging it. It's saying, okay, great, this is what we've done thus far, this is what we've played with, but let's now look at something totally different. And, and you had made a, an interesting comment there, uh, Rick, at one point there. You're saying, uh, you know, not knowing what we want. You know, like, when, uh, the, you know, a lot of people, you know, when they're asked, what do you want out of life? And they don't know. Uh, it is a bridge that, that they're faced in between. And that is coming to from a place where they thought they knew what they wanted because that's how they were programmed to something that feels I want something bigger than this, but I can't put my hand on it. And because their mind is still limited and they're still caught up in a little bit on the restrictive side, they they can't see other possibilities. But that's only a temporary thing because eventually what happens is things start to open up and the imagination comes in. Then it's not like what I want because what happens is, you know, there's the way of life that we have right now and it, it loses its taste. It, it gets to a point where we cannot you know, create enough stories in our mind to say, this is what we want, this is the way of life, and you come to the point of saying, you know, this does not feel good any longer, but now I want something different, but I'm not quite sure what I want yet because we have not stepped into that area where we are much more open, where we're not still confined. So if we're still looking at it and say, well, I don't want what I want now because this doesn't feel good any longer, it's not part of my experience, but I can't still see the bigger picture, then I'm still referring partially, and in, in cases larger uh, amount of it, in the old world and say, where do I fit? But the point is, it's not fitting in anything. It's about stepping outside of all of that. So in, in essence, we're not trying to fit ourselves from one career to another career. It is about, let's take this even further and have, no career or have something that is even more broader and open so you know I, I find that with people because a lot you know when people are asking that well what do you want well I don't know what I want it's because of that it's going from yes I don't want the old world I don't quite see the, the new picture of the new world I'm caught in between and I'm really not sure you know I don't want any of this I don't I'm not sure of the other and I'm caught and now I don't know what I want but that's only a transitional period, and that transitional period gives you the opportunity to really discover self, and then all of that starts to open up for you. So it, it is a, a, an opportunity at that point, uh, rather than uh, you know confusion and what has been labeled and, and uncertainty or anything of that nature. Because I mean, uh, we're here to change every aspect of ourselves. And how better can we do it by, you know, just starting to discover ourselves and then really truly tuning into uh, what uh, we, we choose to want, uh, choose to, to experience. See, the thing is, with a lot of the work I'm doing and what I share, 
I mean, we didn't get to play as much tonight as we wanted to, but in in a sense, you know, we're it's not about, you know, how to create and play within the system better or create or play within you know the 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 way that we see life right now it's about really going outside of it but you know we say okay the system of our world is not feeling right anymore and we see the limitations we see it those sort and you know we see the the restrictions and constructs where we are still feeling enslaved and all that stuff playing out but we want to go we want to really step outside of this so it's not about creating just a little stepping stone it's really to now open up the imagination and say okay great we do not need to just alter it in a small amount. We can now clean that slate, like we were, you were saying before. Now, start with a clean slate. It's not about changing the present system so that it works a little bit better or just tweaking it. It's about re going back to the drawing board and look at it completely without any barriers and say, how do we create a playground that supports every single soul to be themselves and to experience the potentiality of that that we choose to play with fully and completely with no restrictions. And how can we have a, a, a playground where it does not have the polarities to the same level as before, where we have the haves and have-nots and where you know there is no peace in any of it? That's look at it, we have the capability now to make sure that every single soul has the same opportunity, and when I mean the opportunity, an opportunity to to be on the planet without being caught up in limit structures and so forth, or being in survival mode or anything of that nature, where all of us, as one, see each other as one, and start to create a community, create opportunities, create a playground where everybody has the same capabilities. But everybody's going to be different, of course, because no one is exactly the same and no one became here to be the same. Even though our system says we need to all look the same, feel the same, and then we create all these um, rules of how we should all be to be normal, to be acceptable, to be loved, and all those other stories. It's about everybody being, because all each one of us, are a piece of the puzzle that makes this huge, beautiful picture, which is what we call the human experience altogether. So, but to have the capability to get out of all the struggle, survival, and all of that, and where everybody has, you know, the food that they need, the, the resources, and so forth, for them to be completely free, and then from there to expand even further, because we're not going to stop there. It's like, you know, people say to me, well, you know, we need to change the monetary system and, you know, we need to have it distributed or that we need to create a better banking system or something that is more fair. And I say, why do why do we even stop there? Why do we take that out of the equation, period, so that there is no restrictions whatsoever? It's, there's First of all, there's no capability of slavery, no no capability of control and no capability of limitations at this point because of little piece of paper because it's funny sometimes you know we hear from people saying you know uh, our problem is that we don't have enough money and I'm saying what do you mean there's not enough money there are only pieces of paper and digits on a computer that's made up we can print and do whatever we want as money as much as we want we can pull it in take it out whatever it is how could we say there's a restriction in that but then why would we even bring that into the equation why do we make any decisions of that nature that's open it up because we have the capability as you guys both know the capability for everybody to have everything that they require. And when we can do that, we can all play together. 
we can all not only play together, we can share together. We can move around and go in different parts of the world and experience all the beauty, expansiveness of every part with no restrictions whatsoever. It's not about, you know, we're crossing one border or this or that or the fact that, you know, this is, a, this is our way of life and you can't enter this way of life. No, none of that is what we are choosing any longer. So we're, we're, we have to open ourselves fully and completely and be okay with that and realize the mechanics, really, of how it all works, that we made it up, we have the freedom to change it, we have the freedom to create anything we choose, and there is no restrictions except for the idea that there's a restriction, and then we can convince each other there's a restriction and a limitation and so forth. That step right beyond it. And we're not going to take little steps any longer, and we're not going to create another infrastructure where we are taking baby steps or we take down one house of cards or one uh, structure and then build another structure, how about if we take the structure down and have no structure, have a fluidity state where we create moment by moment and we, uh, we, whatever discoveries we make, we automatically allow it all available fully and completely so everybody is uh, able to have access to higher capabilities of experiencing life and have no limitation structures and so forth in, in any area of our lives and just go that way because that is our natural state that is the way we've designed ourselves this is going back to our natural state plus and so that's what we're choosing to do and that's that's put it together and this is when you know when we're we're, we're having these seminars these opportunities uh, of sharing you know, we have no borders. There is no borders. Let's go out and let's design this in a way where we open everything up. We do not cause any, create any more restrictions. We do not put any barriers whatsoever in regards to, you know, we need to have this in place or that can cause chaotic situations and so forth. No, it's about us fully and completely uh, opening up and, and going into it fully and completely in a way where we have none of these restrictions and we don't have any of these fears and limitations that we've had before. And just go through, through the whole process of moment by moment creating all new opportunities for us completely and embrace the whole, the whole population instead of isolating one another. Because, I mean, that's the other part of the thing is that we're going into a oneness consciousness where we see that each one of us is a facet of each other. Each one of us is a complementary of each other. And each one of us has come here with specific gifts, with specific capabilities to be shared with one another, to create this beautiful, harmonious dance for everyone and to transform the planet in, in such a way that we are completely now at our fullest potential. Well, I think we've, we've taken some massive steps in the right direction in the last couple of years especially, um, and I attribute a lot of that to our youth standing up and saying no. No to judgment, no to racism, no to bias, no to division, um, and and no to limitations. And, and they really have. I mean, if you look in the, in Canada and the United States, the the anti-bullying movement and um, just just the youth movement to accept anybody and everybody as they are is so strong now that I just can't see us ever going back to any other way. I mean, they've really taken us a step beyond where even I thought, doing this work for a living, even I thought where we would be by now. Um, and and I honestly, all I can do is say thank you to them for for ditching the box. 
Yeah, because they've Absolutely. they've come with a uncanny ability to remain certain of them of their own guidance in the, in the light of pretty good pressure still from the education institutions. But there's just an awful lot of them that are like, "What are you talking about? Go away." Yeah, but they've pressured the education institutes to to alter the way that they deal with youth. I mean, how about that girl that blogged about her food and they changed the whole dietary system in her school? It's it's just it's they just won't put up with it anymore. Inspiring to see these changes and. the youth have tapped into the ultimate truth, which is how do you change the world? Tell every single person living in it how amazing they are. And you're done. You don't have to do anything else. Just tell people they're awesome and amazing and let them be. And they've figured that out. And they're fighting for the right to do that on so many different levels. It's just incredible. And, you know, I mean... They are teaching us so much. It's it's awesome. And some of the adults have some fear. They're like, you know, well, well, you just let them follow what they're interested in. What if they're not interested in learning to read? They got to learn to read. It'll come for one thing, naturally. But there, there's just sort of no way to see. Even in your own life, if you look backwards on it, there's no way to see that you would have gotten here from where you were 20 years ago. For me, anyway, I would have not. That's just not what I would have seen from back then. I don't think, but uh, it's grander than that, you know. If you'll just let the questions be the curriculum, Socrates said so long ago. <laughs> the wisdom of the ancients revisited yet again <laughs> on Everyday Connection. That's right. <laughs> Comes up from time to time. Just they, once in a while. Hey, I I conformed in school as a kid because my parents convinced me that was the right thing to do. And, man, I have a head crammed full of minutia. I try to ignore a lot of it. But it's fun to play with. Indeed. So speaking of playing, I've dropped uh, links here in the uh, chat room several times. Uh, tell folks where they can find out about you and... Some of these things that you're doing, Franco. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, my my website is not the most updated, but uh, we do have, you know, the uh, I do a lot of work with Collective Evolution, which we are working, uh, and you've, you know, I've, I've interviewed Joe a, a little while ago about the uh, the Shift Project, but we're, we're also providing other uh, resources in that way. And that's only expanding and also dealing with uh, Masterpiece Life, which we do webinars twice a month uh, on different subjects. Uh, again, tools, opportunities for, for people to expand their consciousness and to get back into a state where they can actually see things in a different way and take uh, you know steps forward to uh, make changes not only in their lives but in their environment of the people around them and so forth. So uh, we do that. And um, so there are many uh, tools and resources that we are putting together to allow humanity to to step. I mean, I'm not the only one doing this. 
I mean, there's others doing so. I do push the limit a lot of times in areas uh, where, you know, we don't stop with uh, in, in, a, in a, a way of looking at things and, and go right to the bare bones of what our natural design is and, you know, our universal design and so forth. But uh, at this point in time, it's, um, you know, uh, the the website's going to be updated. So you have posted that. And, uh, of course, on Facebook, you know, we're always posting different uh, events and different talks and shows and so forth that are going on. And, again, it's always to to expand people in, in a way. And, you know, even growing up, I mean, you probably have noticed in yourself and, and so forth. I mean, we did all come questioning things at one point or another. But because of the uh, – there was less and less uh, people at that time ready to question and always felt like a lonely voice, we, we conformed a lot easier or at least, you know, a certain generations have conformed. But now the conformity is, uh, is being pushed to the point where we're not really willing to conform. And this is why the young people now are challenging even more. But at the same time, they're also coming, you know, in different frequencies, and they're also coming in with different levels of consciousness too, because of their souls being more advanced, or you know, they they they've you know, some many have come specifically to help shift this consciousness on the planet. So they're already pre-programmed to question everything, and uh, so yeah, they're playing a very powerful instrument uh, to to uh, to change all of this for us together, but we are doing it all together. I mean, we're all doing this in a way where, you know, we're all starting to question and starting to, to look at. As much as we may resist, you know, the, the, the young people at some point in time saying, you know, they're just rebels, they're, you know, they don't want to be part of the system and so forth. But, you know, when we're looking at it as that way, then we'll see that, you know, they're, they're actually causing trouble. But in actual fact, all they're doing is creating openings so that we can, uh, you know, create that opportunity of shifting. And the, the thing is, the more you question, the more you start to look at it. And then the questions opening us up to see things a little differently. It always starts with questions in, in most cases because of the fact that, you know, as we question things, we start to, to say, well, maybe there is some other way of looking at this. There's something else that's been, you know, coming through us so strongly on side and saying, you know, it's time to change. It's time. It's no, this does not need to be this way. Let me let me listen to that. Let me just see what I've been feeling on side now showing up. So, I wonder if we're um, getting up against the energetic time limit. Uh, we're starting to <laughs> your line's starting to break up a little bit there, Franco. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it was getting a little. Uh, uh, alien speak. Little, alien speak ish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, we'll uh, we'll think clearly, communicative thoughts, and perhaps it'll it'll uh, clean up. But in the meantime, I would like to invite everybody. Uh, I put up the uh, websites for uh, the Shift Project and Collective Evolution. I invite everybody to go and check it out. Uh, Franco does a lot of work. With both, they're both linked from his website. And, the uh, um, Facebook Connect, I gotta say, um, for for those of you listening, the Facebook Connect is a great way to connect to these guys because they're updating constantly, and you're always aware of what's going on. Um, which, which to me is really awesome because whenever they launch something new, um, 
I think probably the first people who know are the ones on Facebook. So that's a really good way to find them. Absolutely. And uh, you mentioned Joe from Collective Evolution. He was with us not too long ago. Uh, actually, I don't know how long ago. Jane? I have no idea how long often, ago. Time often I, doesn't maybe, make sense to yeah. me anymore. But we have uh, we have over a hundred hours of uh, audio from tremendous guests. Franco's been with us twice before. Um, you know, we don't do name dropping there, but there's a lot of them that might surprise you. Uh, and we've got a search box right on the front page. You can just type in, you know, Thrive Movie, and you'll find. And, and the, might, might I suggest um, some of our best interviews and discussions? have come from people you've never heard of. Absolutely. So I have to mention that because some of these some of these shows are guests that have come way out of left field and, and have come up with just some amazingly insightful revelations through their own personal experiences and the sharing of their experiences have really opened up some hearts of our listeners. So um, even yeah, if you been, don't recognize the name, cause sometimes give it a the, listen. Sometimes the brand names, they have a brand that they're trying to stick with. You know, need to have a consistent marketing message. What? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and the folks that you've never heard of... Just don't care. Yeah, they're... <laughs> Well, they don't have anything. They don't have any relationship to keep up on that. Any reputation thing. They don't have limitations that they they feel they have to adhere to. So they really take it further out there. And and we have tremendous questions from our guests. We get the most genius guests. So uh, I would encourage everybody to come back and join us. Uh, We'll be back here Tuesday, Thursday, every week. 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm sure we have a calendar. Do we have a calendar? We do. I can pull that up if you would like. I can see I if we I'm have not... a calendar. I know there's a... Your computer woke up? Yes, she's awake. Good morning. She's awake. Nice. Awake. We have these Google. moments where... Uh, yeah, oh, we yeah. Have, so um, next oh, week is oh, July. We have Beth Terry on Tuesday from My Plastic Free Life. Absolutely. And oh. that's going to be... A woman that decided to see if it was possible to live a, pra- a life with zero plastic and has recorded the whole journey on the, you know, blogging. And, uh, I think very, very cool. It's amazing. Very and then our calendar actually is blank on Thursday, July 5th. <laughs> That's odd. There's nobody in that slot, and we're but we're all booked up through way out in August. Um What's going on July 5th? I don't know. I have no control over that show whatsoever. Oh, yes. It's Jean's birthday next <laughs> Thursday, people. And if if you haven't heard my birthday show, just go to our website, everydayconnection.me, type in birthday. Wow. And so I don't know what I'm going to do to try to – well, I'm not going to try to top that. I'm just going to try to pull off something that will be fun, so – there we go. Uh, so have a wonderful weekend. Uh, and um, Franco, thank you again for coming again. Yes, sharing um, your time and energy with us. Well, hopefully we always have such fun. 
Hopefully you can hear me properly, but I thank you for for the opportunity to uh, to play with you guys and uh, always open to uh, opportunities. So yeah, we'll we'll go from there. Dude, you're welcome back anytime. You know that. Absolutely. Just let us know when you can want to come back play in the sandbox. We will. I don't think we'll ever run out of things to talk about with yeah. you. So. Well, that's the fun part about the no rules sandbox. Hard to run out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, when we're we're when we're in a position for such huge expansiveness, I mean, uh you, you never run. I mean, there's so many so many areas we can play with and uh these areas are all areas that are expanding. So, you know, there is no endless uh opportunities to play with things. That's for sure. Absolutely. So, uh look for us on the web, folks. Uh Check out the archives. There will be links to all these things again if you didn't catch them as they went flying by in the chat room. Uh, we do have an active group, and we thank you all for being with us. Have a great weekend. Join us Tuesday. And until then, stay connected. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Everyday Connection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details so you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.